This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Property Solopreneur. The question many people have been asking me, can I really you know, build a big portfolio on my own? And the answer is absolutely yes, a huge yes. Otherwise, some of us wouldn't have done it. We really are not sitting with huge numbers of staff behind the scenes. You can do it all on your own with a laptop and a cardboard box if that's what you want. You know, I'm proof of it. And to be quite honest, if I can do it, so can you. Honestly, property is one of those few lovely things that you can learn to do whatever your age, whatever your financial situation, and actually whatever your educational background. Because once you get good at it, you just rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. And the other thing you've got to remember is that you make the portfolio that you want, not what somebody else wants, but what you want. So you can make it anything you want and you can do whatever you like in property and you will still have succeeded as long as that's what you set out to do. You've got to remember, you've got to have a plan. So despite me having this podcast, the Property Solopreneur, clues in the name, I still get asked if it's possible. And that's possibly because there are so many very visible people who have very, very large empires. Well, we don't all want to be that. And the problem is that most of the people who appear on podcasts, talking about their property portfolios and the amount of money they earn, they're already property millionaires. You know, they've made it in a variety of ways. And sometimes they talk about how it took over their lives for a couple of years. Mm, that's not going to work, is it? If you have a family that you want to keep hold of or that you're perhaps totally responsible for. Or, of course, you could have that job that you really, really love and you know that you want to build a financial secure future for yourself. So due to me chattering with lots of people offline, I'm going to do a few episodes with people who are succeeding, but are in their first few years of property. You know, they're doing it on their own and they're having a ball. That's what often people forget, actually, is that property is fun. You get it right and and you get some amazing highs. A few weeks ago on an accountability call, every single one of my clients on the call had just bought or sold a property that day. We were on Zoom and I could feel the crackle of excitement as you know, people were bursting to say, me, me, I want my turn. I want to tell you how amazing I am, what I've just done. And those are highs that it's quite difficult to get elsewhere. And of course, not only are you on a high without using drugs or alcohol, but you've made an awful lot of money. And that's the fantastic thing about it. So I thought it would be fun to do some interviews with people who will really encourage you 
they're going to talk through how they are still making money, even though they are at the beginning of their property journeys and expanding their ideas of what's possible. Because as you get into it all, you discover there are so many things that you had no idea about. It's like asking a child of 18, you know, what do you want to be when you're grown up because you're going to university? Well, nine times out of 10, they don't know what they're going to end up with unless they're in a vocational employment because you often haven't heard of all the interesting things you can do until you're actually in employment. And it's the same in property. There are all sorts of things we just don't know about. So these successful property peeps who did not start with a huge pot of money because anyone can succeed in property with a pot of money. But they've all got one thing in common. They have or are building a serious deep cash pot due to their current method of working. So some started a course in property thinking that they were going to do vanilla flips and single lets. And somehow, a few years down the line, they found themselves doing something seriously niche and profitable. Others set out with the intention of having very strong financial boundaries And they're building a portfolio alongside flipping and using investor money and JVing. So we'll hear about the realities of it. It's all very well just saying, you know, you you take this and you do that and you ask them to sign the following and this is how you divide the spoils. It's about the realities of it all. And I hope these will become episodes that you'll want to keep listening to when you're having one of those moments, you know, those moments you get when you just go, can I really do this? And we all get them. Even the most successful people who've been doing it for years, ever so often, something new will happen because that's the great thing about property. It's never boring. The market moves and you've got to start changing how you're doing things. And you do get those moments. And I know this idea works because I've got a couple of podcasters that I find when my feathers are all ruffled, I can put them on. I've got saved episodes. I put them on and all the stress goes and I just get boosted up again and off I go. You know, it's my little sort of pickup on a podcast. I love them. You know, I'm currently just about to get to the end of part one of a large scale development that's been 15 years in duration. So trust me, I really, really do need pickups ever so often. And bits of this we've never done before. We've been in property for over 20 years. You know, 15 years, heavens above, how old am I going to be when it finishes? But actually, we're five years in already. Oh, how time flies, doesn't it, in property, when you're having nightmares and fun that seem to go hand in hand with property. But here you are. It's just you, you on your own. Perhaps you've got a VA or perhaps a part-time partner or somebody who does a bit of this and a bit of that for you. And you want to start or to scale and to get what you want. You've got a financial goal in, in mind, really. Can I guarantee to you that you can do it? Well, yes. I can, actually, as long as you do these three things that I'm going to tell you about. And when I get to the end of it, I think most of us will go, well, Rachel, that really wasn't rocket science. And that really wasn't very, well, put it this way, we all know the actual answers. But it often takes somebody from the outside to really push home what you really, really need to do. And the first is take yourself seriously. Because Property is a business and it is very serious. It's big pots of money. It's lots of noughts and it's cash flow. And you can be sunk at any moment if you don't get it right. So if you want to play in the property world, you have got to absolutely take yourself seriously. You know, you've created a company, a property company, even if you're buying in your own name and not in a limited company 
or any other structure. It's still a property company. And that's grown up. That's something you've got to fit yourself into. So if you want to succeed, do not pretend this is all some sort of lovely hobby that you're just doing on the side, even if you are doing it on the side. You know, this is something you've got to take seriously. And if that sounds dull, property is meant to be fun and profitable. Well, it will be if you do the serious bit well as well. And the business you need, you need it to be working in it and to be on it when you first start. You can't get around that. You cannot outsource everything from day one. Because what are you going to pay all these people with? And how do you know what you're going to do? And how do you get the experience? Note that first year, it's going to be hard grind. But when it's done, you really can get going with great gusto. So on it, well, that's getting all the paperwork in order so you can run the company. Having those systems, systems, isn't that a ghastly word? Most of us loathe the concept of systems, but when you actually have them, oh, the difference it makes to you. you know, stuff behind the scenes that will support everything you do. That can be Excel. It can be clever bits of software. Ah, now, if you don't believe me about how simple some of this stuff can be, go and have a listen to episode 34 when I spoke to Susanna Cole of The Good Property Company, because she started simple. She was an Excel queen loved a good spreadsheet and built her property empire on it. But, you know, she then went on to clever bits of software because she's now back at being a solopreneur and everything's got to be simple and streamlined. And she's spent quite a bit of lockdown learning how the specialised software works. You know, that means that she can run her properties from wherever she is in the world. Now, as I recalled this, Susanna is actually in Portugal for a holiday, which is a hop and a skip from her home in Barcelona. So whether she's on holiday in her home in Barcelona or in Bristol, her English home, the business keeps going because of the software. And that is exactly what you've got to be from day one if you want to be serious about running this as a business. It takes a little bit of time to get going. Uh, and sometimes, of course, you'll find you do this for a year and then you will have teamed up with somebody. You may have a business partner or you stop being a solopreneur altogether and you build an empire. Well, I'll see you again when you come back the other side, having made your millions and wanting to do something new all over again. Now, the second point, I did tell you these were simple, but people forget them. The second point is turn up. No, I'm not being facetious. I'm really not. But I hear lots of interesting things when I'm doing a strategy day. And when we start to unpick what my clients actually want to achieve and then look at what they're actually willing to do, sometimes there is a discrepancy. Because in order to do something, you have got to give some dedicated time to it. Well, think about it logically. Turning up, you didn't turn up. You'd be fired from a corporate job, wouldn't you, if you didn't appear for work or meetings and turning up is not just for the glamorous stuff. It's also for the dull things that need to be done. Oh, you know the sort of things, you know, the tyranny of the never empty inbox. Inboxes never stay empty for long. Doesn't matter what you do to them. It's got to be dealt with and looked at. All the work with agents, we're talking property. So you're either going to be talking to vendors. Whoa, that takes a lot of time or agents. And that's time spent chasing them, viewing, putting in offers all the conveyancing, all that sort of stuff, the, the nitty gritty about finding the properties and the networking. Now, networking is a biggie. It does take a lot of time 
And it's not always apparent that you're getting anything back for it. It's not easy sometimes to go out on a wet Wednesday night, is it? But you just don't know who you're going to miss because it could be that that investor or JV partner or your future bestie in property may be at that meeting just waiting to meet you and they'll make all the difference. Of course, there are many other things you do have to do, but turning up is a really huge one week after week after week. There are 52 weeks in a year. I know that's not startling fact, but a lot of people start very enthusiastically and then just fade away and then go, oh my word, we're coming along to quarter four. I better pull my finger out. Too late. Consistency. You've got to keep turning up. And don't let me put you off with the thought of hours because, again, a lot of people come to me having been on some very big courses and they're going, I've got to make 100 calls a week. No, that's why you've got to work out what your time limit is. I mean, this isn't the uh, episode for going into the nitty gritty of this, but you've got to work out how much you want to earn and whether or not your hours balance and then actually do them. And I know this because I built my first portfolio when I was... And I was actually still doing my build to sell projects when I gave up my first, my full time job. So for about, I think it's probably about the first 10 years, I had a full time job. I was seriously full time in property as well. And I was mentoring. These things can be done if you manage your diary properly. It's about time allocation, but it really, really is possible. Now, park the idea that you're going to be a millionaire by next Christmas. I know. Sorry. It's just not possible. You've got to build your deal, your worth, deal by deal as a property solopreneur. And there are lots of people who have bought, refurbished, refinanced and repeated this well into double figures before they start to think about doing anything else like leaving a job. Okay, so the trick is doing what is required to find and get the deal over the line. And that just takes organisation. None of this is clever. It's all about using the skills that you've actually got now. We've all got them. If you run a family, you can be organised and you can do the finance. It's just about putting your mind in the right place. And thirdly, and to my mind, the most important is knowing what you're going to do. Who else has turned up to a property meet and realised that what you thought was property is not even being talked about because they're on some totally other planet talking about exciting things with properties and tenants and multiples of income and all that kind of stuff that you didn't know about. So you need to know very, very quickly what it is you want to do. And by this, I mean your long, short-term goals and what you are going to concentrate on. In other words, I'm talking strategy. You know, why are you doing this and how are you going to do it? That creates the blueprint. And this is the marvellous thing. Once you've got this map, you can start to pull out all sorts of other bits of paper that you can then turn up and deliver and you can be serious about. Do you see what I mean by it all fitting together? And any serious property person has to be like a terrier. Once you've got that idea in your brain, you just go with it. You do not get diverted. You just keep going away, tearing away at that, whatever it is you've got, until you find what you need to do. You do one task at a time, one deal at a time. Rather than being a butterfly, so you want to be a terrier rather than a butterfly, you know you can do it. The butterfly, they often have a fantastic time. You see them all over the place, but they're wasting their time. They're flying from one technique to another, and usually quite loudly, telling us all about it, how amazing this new idea is. So we've all seen them, 
They love the whole property thing. January, oh, it's all single lets. June finds them fluttering about the concept of HMOs. And by November, they're trying to work in the commercial to residential space because that's where they've heard the really good profits currently are to be found. And of course, in this year, they've also taken all the courses on all three subjects. But come the end of the year, do you know, they may well have worked their socks off. But nothing actually concrete has happened. And sometimes they're feeling quite dejected. Meanwhile, the man with the plan, well, he's hit his targets. He started his portfolio with his first hold. He's flipped and all sourced lots of deals to make cash. And what's more, he's spent a serious amount of time building relationships with those angel investors who are going to lend him the cash to really scale his business or getting to know future JV partners that he's going to work with. And that is as good as actually buying a property in your early years, is getting the bedrock of cash and investors in the right place. Now, my portfolio is a bit of a smorgasbord. I've got single lets, HMO students, I've got a bit of commercial, holiday lets being worked on, and I've built to rent, I've sold, I've flipped, I've sourced, worked with JV partners, but I didn't do it all at once. I started off very simply. The first four deals that I did for myself were all straightforward single lets. Why? Because I had the money to do it. I could rinse and repeat. I could get them under my belt. They were good deals. And all the time I was doing this, I was building my network. I was building all those agents I wanted to work with and those people who wanted to work with me. And I continue to do that, apart from that hideous year of the credit crunch, when I just don't know quite why I thought I was capable of doing it. I had two new build projects and two renovation projects going on side by side as a solopreneur. I mean, when did I think I was going to sleep? Now, admittedly, that wasn't all my fault because the credit crunch did turn the world on its head. But since then, I've always kept it simple and I've encouraged the people I work with to keep it simple. Yes, don't think you only have to do one project at a time, but you have them in the system. It's like a controlled train. I was sourcing one, I was selling one or waiting for the tenant to move in, depending on what I was doing with it. And I was still in the process of having fun doing an actual renovation. So I had one of those three things going on simultaneously so that, you know, when one sold, the next one had been sourced and was going through convincing so I could just wait for the keys to be picked up. And it was really easy and very simple. And this really did allow my money to be recycled and to grow. And then, of course, once I started to speed the train up, I then had to borrow money in order to be able to recycle it faster because it doesn't matter how well planned you are. There's always a severe to downgrade and cause you a problem somewhere. But, you know, marketplace does that to you. And of course, if it's just you, don't expect too much at once. All work and no play. Well, I'm not going to say it makes you dull, but I do think it makes you susceptible to burnout. And we don't want that because you want to be able to do this year after year because you're not going to be, as I said, a multimillionaire by Christmas, but you will be in a few years. And you've got to get to those few years. I'm lucky I'm sitting at the end of 20 years worth of work. I know how much I'm worth. But I didn't get there overnight. It does seem like it because many of you won't have encountered me before. So, gosh, I must have done it overnight. You know, overnight success. No, that really doesn't happen. But I think the most important way of making sure that you can make it as a property solopreneur is to make sure you've got my three points in order. So you're going to know what you're going to do. Have a plan. 
And a plan is what is behind every single successful business person. No plan, no business. It's a hobby if you don't have a business plan. And you don't build financial security by hope and wishes. And if you want to know more about planning and strategy, drop me a line at rachel at racheltroughton.com. Don't forget I spell my name R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And let's have a conversation about getting you into the right place mentally, planning and strategy wise. And secondly, now you've got your plan, take yourself seriously. You are a property person. You do property. You don't just talk about it. And thirdly, you turn up and you do the work so that you can build a very big, profitable portfolio on your own. Of course you could do it. In fact, just by putting my three points into practice, and as you'll have here in later editions, the other people have done this too, you'll find that you've made yourself a seriously successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.